Huron from Battlecross, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. This is Tony from Battlecross, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, what's up? This is Frank Lemire, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, what's happening? This is Phil with Machine Head, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Yeah! What's up, everyone? This is Dan from City in the Sea, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is John Five, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Alexia from Children of Bottom, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Tiggy D from Rob Zombie, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. So turn it up. All right, Hello and welcome to episode 206 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I am your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best hard rock, heavy metal, blues music talk on the net. Episode 206, we've got our Mayhem pregame show. This is our third year of covering the Mayhem Festival wall-to-wall, and what we've got for you is about an hour worth of interviews with four of the bands on the lineup. If you go back, uh, just recently we also had an interview with Children of Bodom's Alexi Lejo, on uh, one of our more recent episodes. Uh, so we've really got you covered better than anybody on what's going on in Mayhem. We have joining us in this episode Frankie from Amur, Battlecross, City in the Sea, and from Rob Zombie's band PED will be joining us. So without further ado, without further fuss, we're going to get an interview with Frankie Palmieri of the band Amur. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have on the phone uh, Frankie of the band Amur. Frankie, how are you doing today? Today is a beautiful New York day, so I am doing just fine. Well, that is great to hear, Frankie. So for our listeners who are not familiar with your um, with your band, can you give us a little bit of background on your style? Background on the style? Um, you know, it's, I, I, it's hard for me to define for, uh, for anyone who's just listening that might not have ever heard of us, but, um, you know, we're just basically a heavy band, you know, writing tunes, you know, that we think are, you know, yeah, moving. You know, we write really emotional, heavy-driven music. So if you're into, like, you know, really heavy music, that's, you know, it could be really sad or really uplifting or or whatever just makes you want to go, you know, completely, completely nuts, you know, check us out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, um, I got a chance to listen to your latest record, Slave to the Game, this morning. Um, and man, right. I just say, like, I love the grooves that you guys have going down, going down, because it's heavy, but you're not just like in your face speed. Like, like there's, there's a lot of grooviness to it. What, uh, what, what led to, like, what kind of influences led to that sound? Like, how did that come about? Um, I think we just really write music that we think is good. Um, we never try to like, you know you know, base our sound off of, like, you know, previous work of other people. So, like, and obviously there's influence from many artists in our music um, that ranges very far and wide. So it's hard for me to just, you know, say simply where it all comes from. But best answer is that, you know, we just write songs that we're moved by, that we think, uh, you know, we enjoy. And I, we, have, we have, like, a fond belief that, you know, if you believe and enjoy the thing, your, your product and what you're making, then, you know, 
there's chances there's chances that someone else might as well might too. So, you know, we try to not only please ourselves but, you know, please our fans who are into what we do to make sure both. That's cool. That's cool. Now I do have a question. Are you the primary source of all the vocals on there? Do other guys in the band sing on this record? No, I'm the only person in the in the band who sings. All right, so a couple things I got I got to compliment you on that. A, I love your death growls. Your death growls are Thank just you. phenomenal. Um, and then the second thing is like when you actually like sing and do some melodic stuff, you you guys are one of the first heavy bands out there that doesn't sound like Linkin Park when they do that. Like, <laughs> and well, that's thank very you for flattering that. to hear. Um, you know, those both those bands I think are really great, and uh, you know. I, 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 you know, it's hard to to not tell you that I feel like bands like that are light years ahead of a band like Amir in terms of capability. But you know, I think that we're just a band that tries to play up on our strong points, and uh, you know, that's really it. Yeah, there's definitely, um, you know, some material. You know, you hear me like not scream on, you know, an older record and stuff like that. But you know, that's not really a core thing in our sound. So we're just trying to write songs that we feel, you know, and if people are into that, and that's awesome. Yeah, and not that I have anything against Linkin Park, because I really do enjoy Linkin Park, but it's so many bands feel, I feel like, you know, once Linkin Park came out, people said, oh, that's the template, we got to do that, and I really appreciate the fresh sound that you guys brought to stuff. Like, again, it's just the heaviness, the grooves, your guitar sounds are so tight. I absolutely love it. Thanks, I appreciate that. Now, you guys are going to be on the upcoming uh, Mayhem Fest uh, tour. Now, is, did Mayhem start yet, or is that still kicking off, like, soon this month, I think? That's, uh, I believe the first date is June 29th, so we've got a little bit of time before we're, you know, completely enthralled inside Mayhem, so like in a few weeks we'll be out there with, uh, you know, Rob Zombie and Tiger and Death Punch and all these other really awesome bands, so we're stoked on that. And you guys are going to be on the Musicians Institute stage, I believe I read, correct? Pardon me? I believe you guys are going to be on the MI stage, right? The Musicians Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the stage we're on. I, I, my memory is foggy sometimes with things, but I'm pretty sure you catch the MI stage. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, well, I just want to make sure our listeners can find you guys. Um, I love the Mayhem Fest every year because it's such a great mix of heavy bands, and there's newer bands, older bands in there. So, like, what are um, what are maybe some of your expectations for the tour? What do you guys hope to accomplish with this upcoming Mayhem Fest tour? Um, you know, obviously we're going to be playing to tons of people every day. Hopefully, you know, in the mix of it all, we can capture some new fans, you know, and try to, you know, please current ones, you know, give them a really awesome, you know, live, live, you know, uh, performance. I like to think that one of the, one of the bands that's definitely going to be a standout act on the bill, considering who else we're playing with. So hopefully, you know, that transcends into a really unique experience, everybody. And I think it definitely will, because like I said, listening to your to your latest record today, I, it just absolutely blew me away. And, um, you know, you guys on Victory Records, love love that label. Yeah, um, yeah we, we released um, Slate of the Game on yeah, Victory Records last year. Oh, okay. All right, so um, oh, what else did I just want to ask you? Uh, totally, totally lost my train of thought. Um, oh, so... Uh, do we have, or do you guys have plans for another record yet coming out? Like, I know that uh, Slaves to the Game just came out last year, but is there anything maybe already in the works, or what's going on next? Yeah, we're currently um, writing for a new album. Um, we want, would love for it to be something that people can hear in 2013, but um, most likely be, you know, in the studio and then putting in the album out 
beginning of 2014. So people who are into what we're doing can look forward to the new album really soon from us. Very cool, very cool. Looking forward to that, definitely. Um, so what's, like, the writing process like for you guys? Like, like you guys have been together, this is, what, your 10th year, I believe, as a band. So, you know, do you guys sit down in a room still? Do you trade riffs? Like, how does that work? Um, you know, it's it's a mixture of a lot of things. Um, when when it's done correctly, I think our best our best work is when there is a collective that is turned into a whole. You know, so I'll have people in my band, you know, like send me riffs or songs or working on stuff like that, and then I'll like basically pick it apart and you know try to work it so I can actually tell a story and you know make something you know make a song out of these uh these riffs and patterns and things that get sent to me. So um, I think when when that union happens is our best best writing material and um you know we've we've gone through number changes and things like that have happened in the band so you know at this point we've definitely got a formula and we know what works for us so i mean it's different for every band you know some bands still get in a room and jam and do stuff like that but i don't know that hasn't been the way we've done writing um for a while now so all right well frankie hey thanks for doing the interview today and um we'll look forward to seeing you on mayhem together in a event 40 years in the making. Leonard Skinner and Bad Company. Side by side in the summer's ultimate anniversary bash. Friday, July 19th, the first Niagara Pavilion. Special guest, Blackstone Cherry. Tickets on sale now. Buy at LiveNation.com or any Ticketmaster location. Leonard Skinner and Bad Company. The 40 Tour. All right, again. Thank you to Frankie from Amir for coming on the band. The Rockstar Energy Drink Mayhem Festival will be hitting the first Niagara Pavilion in Burgettstown, Pennsylvania on the 12th of July. Uh, the con- concert announcement you just heard there was for Leonard Skinner, which will be coming on the 19th. I'll be out there checking that one out. Aaron and Sean will be checking out Mayhem. It's kind of a annual thing for those guys to make the all-day trek out there. So what we have up for you next is a band, uh, a newer band, uh, band is called City in the Sea they will be one of the bands you can check out on one of the side stages at the Mayhem Festival and again just google uh, Mayhem Festival you can get the bands, the times uh, they have a great mobile app uh, I know the last two years if you got the mobile app you got a sampler of tracks from all the bands on the lineup as well so definitely worth getting you kind of have to plan your day out uh, if you really want to be up close and personal for one of the shows uh, because if you've been to this event they play basically two sages side by side uh, and they do not overlap which is nice but they as soon as one band is done the other band fires it up right in the other stage so if you want to be close for one you're going to have to take a back seat for the other stage so uh, until they get to the main stage and then uh, you know they open up the lawn and the seating so really cool event a lot of fun hopefully the weather cooperates but as Pittsburgh proved last year if the weather's crappy just have a mud bath so uh, without further ado City in the Sea Ladies and gentlemen I have on the phone with me today, Dan, with City in the Sea. So, Dan, how you doing? What's going on? Not too much, man. So, for our listeners who are not familiar with the band, can you give us a little bit of a background of City in the Sea? Yeah, we are um, We are from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we just got signed to Sumerian Records in December. Um, we have a CD coming out this summer called Below the Noise. It's going to be our first full-length on Sumerian um, metalcore hardcore influence, metal band, um, tons of electronic, you know, cool stuff like that. So, 
you guys are going to be pretty excited, right? Because, I mean, if I recall everything I looked up correctly, you only formed in about 2010, and now you've got Sumerian Records you know, behind you, and this is your first full length. Like, how did that all come about? Yeah, we um, we formed in 2010. We uh, we were all in, like, high school and stuff. Um, Sumerian kind of just, like, contacted us. They, they, found, our, they found us back in the MySpace days. Um, wow. and they were like, wow, like you, wow, you guys are like cool, like really different. Like we want to showcase you. So we, uh, we drove out to LA and we played in front of the whole label on like a little couch and, uh, <clears throat> they offered us the contract and they liked us. Wow. That's awesome. It's, it's funny cause you don't hear much about that kind of stuff happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like it's, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy cause, um, Ash, the owner was kind of like, he's like, we've actually never done this, but we want to offer you the contract on the spot. So wow, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. We were, we were super, super excited. That's amazing. Now, and you guys are going to be headlining the Sumerian stage in the Mayhem Fest this year, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to be, we're going to be actually there. There's going to be two bands playing the Sumerian stage now, um, that are going to be on the whole tour. Another band called Scorpion Child, um, is going to also be playing with us, plus the headbang to the highway winter locals. Nice. I was, I was actually going to ask you about that, who all was going to be on the stage. And I saw that you guys, and I remember last year, the Sumerian stage, just, man, that, that they, everybody on that stage just tore things up, which I'm expecting you guys are going to do this year as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I, I, we, had, we had friends that played on it last year, actually, like three of the bands from Sumerian, Betraying the Martyrs, um, I the Breather, and Upon a Burning Body, played on that stage last year and yes. we're buddies with we're buddies with Betraying the Modern and they're like that stage was insane every day I, I gotta echo that because I mean I, I um, last year I got to interview those guys at the show and yeah. um, I remember talking to them and going to see in the set and they just blew me away and like the other band you mentioned Upon a Burning Body those guys oh my goodness like I've never seen somebody whip a, a crowd into a frenzy like that on such a, such a small stage because you know you kind of oh yeah stages. absolutely and he's like it's pouring down rain the singer is like hanging from the awning out into the crowd it was just oh phenomenal because the weather was terrible here in Pittsburgh that day and oh uh, those guys just just to watch to watch how they work the crowd in the rain and everything was just absolutely amazing like oh yeah I mean we we played we played with those dudes on a few occasions and. We're just blown away every single time we get to watch them. That's yeah, some good stuff, man. So, what's your uh, what's your live rig like? Like, are you playing a four string, a five string? I'm playing I'm playing two um, Fender four string jazz basses. Nice. Now, are we talking like standard jazz, maple? Yeah, they're both they're both. Um, one of them is a custom shop, um, sparkly red four string jazz. Nice. And then the other one is a standard um, dark rosewood um, sunburst color with a maple neck, and they're the best instruments I've ever owned. Nice, nice. I, I'm a Fender guy. I've been playing Fender basses since I was 13, so I, I nice. totally hear you on that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So how about, how about just, Yeah. What? No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You finish your time, I'll, I'll catch up. I actually just picked up a Fender 810 too, and that thing is just like, it's a Thunderbox. It's just like insane. That was actually my next question was about the amps. So t- tell me, tell me about that one. We um we were we have an endorsement by Fender. All the equipment that we play is Fender or 
Nick and Jeff, my two guitarists, they play EVH. Um, nice. But, yeah, I have a whole Thunder rig. That's awesome. Yeah. That's absolutely awesome. So, like, what's your writing process like? So, I mean, you guys you guys did have an album out before the new one's coming out, Below the Noise. So right. what was the process like to, to put Below the Noise together? Um, the songs that we had written, um, they were like a little bit older. Um, the our guitarist, Nick, he's actually the main writer. Um, he pretty much will like, you know, write the basis of the song. We'll all come in and put our input in, make changes to it, add what we feel like, what we want, you know, like add like a sick bass line there, change the structure around. Um, but Nick kind of is good at just you know, like when he has an idea, he's able just to produce it in his mind, pick up his guitar, track it, and we'll have an idea. There was a point in time where he had like a Pro Tools set up with like 200 ideas, just ideas. Wow. Yeah, and they all just kind of kind of put together. Like we were lucky enough that like where we had the ability to just record something when we had the idea. Nice. Now, did, did um, like were you guys in a studio? Do you have your own home studio for for this? Nick. Recording? I mean, yeah, Nick has like a has like a Pro Tools studio set up in his room, but the actual the record was recorded in Michigan um, with Nick Sampson at his studio called Mucha Thirty Seven in Detroit, and that's where the CD was tracked and produced. Uh, very cool, very cool. So, how how was that? Like, when what time of year were you in Michigan? We were we were actually there this time last year. Okay, so that's not that's not too bad. Because I was thinking, like, you guys are from Arizona, if you went, you know, in the um, like late winter, early springtime, that had to be like culture shock for you. Oh well, I mean, it's funny because Arizona is such a new state that every single one of us is actually from somewhere else, and we just oh, wow. we've you know we've we've moved here. I'm from I'm from Buffalo, New York. Todd is from Detroit. Jeff is from New Jersey. Nick is from New York City, and Connor is actually the only one who's a native from Arizona. Oh wow! So well, heck, you being from Buffalo and cold weather in Detroit's nothing. Oh, nothing at all. So what what can uh, what can fans expect from the live shows? Like what's what's going to be like when we see you on Mayhem this year? We we bring like an energy that I don't see a lot of bands bring anymore. Um, people are people always come up to us after and they're just like, "Wow, you guys are seriously insane! Like you go so crazy! Like you." You know, Todd. Todd's really good at getting the crowd involved, getting everyone that's standing around like moving. Just like, don't come to a city in the sea show and expect to stand there. You're gonna come and you're gonna have a good time and you're gonna remember it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I love a band that can whip the crowd into a frenzy. Absolutely. And, and that's what makes it fun, man. Like you know, I just say I'm getting older. I don't move as much as I used to, but I still just love watching a crowd go nuts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 great for the crowd. It's great for us to see people, you know, like loving it and just like letting loose at shows. You know, like let go of anything that you have going on with you right now. You're like you're with us for 25 minutes. Let's just, you know, just lose your mind. Nice. So, like, who are some of your major influences growing up as a bass player? Um, you know, like I I grew up as a guitar player actually. Um, Pretty much, I like started playing guitar in middle school. I listened to a ton of Metallica, a ton of Van Halen. Um, kind of started listening to more of like 
metalcore, metal music. I grew up in Buffalo, so every time I die was like my hero. Like they were my heroes. I was like, holy crap, this band is just so insane. Um, they kind of got me super into it. Um, as as a bass player, though, I started like listening to a lot of not so much um, like metalcore bands and stuff, but like bands like Thrice and bands like at the drive-in refused um, yeah. that, you know, like their basis were just like doing things that no one had ever seen before in, in that style of music. And now a lot of bands are bringing that element to the table, which is really cool. Like, you know, like you can have a part where it's clean guitar and just a sweet bass groove. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so. like, I love that you're seeing more melodic bass lines coming back. Cause I mean, that's, that's I always loved like Motown and funk. And it's kind of what I dug about, like some of the stuff Rage would do, like they would take like like that little looping kind of like like a bebop horn line and turn into just a killer ass bass line, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rage Against the Machine was like perfect at that. Their bass was one of the most prominent parts of the band, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's phenomenal. it's the dudes like it's the dudes in the bands like that that I look up to and that you know I I like to watch the band the dudes that can play the dudes that aren't just there as a fill in for the guitarist and to make the band more soulful. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's so much you can add as a bass player. You know, I mean, I remember when I started, it was like straight eighth notes doing some of the early punk and rock stuff. And then you get into, well, you brought some Metallica influence. When you listen to some of the bass lines that Burden was pulling off, and especially on puppets. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Album, oh, I like just Orion. That's all I got to say. The, yeah, the Orion, seriously, that, that oh. when that break comes after, like, the, you know, like he brings it and that whole just like drowned out guitar with that bass is just that's just like when I, the first time I heard that I was like what am I listening to this is this is yeah. unreal like yeah absolutely it's phenomenal work phenomenal work alright well hey uh, Dan I really want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and we'll yeah absolutely thank you definitely um, yeah well not saying we we'll be at the Samaritan stage every day we'll be at our merch tent every day we'll be doing signings come say hi to us we would love to meet every single person that comes through. New fans are the best, and they keep it moving. All right, I will be sure to check you guys out. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to want me. Get ready for a musical institution. Promo West North Shore and Coors Light present Cheap Trick. August 21st, 6.30 p.m., Stage AE Outdoors. An unbelievable night filled with all the hits. Tickets are on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore and Coors Light. Produced by Promo West North Shore. All right, again, the band with City in the Sea. Going to be doing one of the stages at the Rockstar Energy Mayhem Festival. Up next, we have a band that has been getting a lot of attention, especially since the Orion Music Festival they did with Metallica. The band is Battlecross. They were on um, almost exactly a year ago. They were on Iron City Rocks. The episode we had Asking Alexandria on, we featured Huron of Battlecross. This time around, Tony uh, caught up with Sean, uh, talked about the new record, and... uh, really the impact they're going to be making this year with this tour. I think this is a really great opportunity for Battlecross to kind of take the next step. Play a track from their new album on Metal Blade. The track is called Never Coming Back, and then we're going to talk to Tony. Tell me your 
everyone. Thanks for tuning in uh, with us today. We've got a very special guest, Tony, from the band Battlecross. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on the show. I've uh, been a big fan of yours since the first album came out. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to get to talk to you guys. Um, so you guys have had a pretty big summer so far. You guys recently played um, Metallica's Orion Music and More Festival out in your home, you know, home city of Detroit. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that came to be and what that experience was like? Oh, man, it was awesome. Um, well, we first got wind of the Orion Fest uh I think it was earlier this year, or it could have been late last year, and uh, it was something that we uh, we just were hoping and praying that we could have a stab at. Uh, just you know, then we found out that it was coming to Detroit, and we we're like, man, this is going to be sweet. This is going to be huge. If there's any chance, you know, we could get on it, uh, right. we we're going to try. Um, but uh, I think that uh, Jose uh, Manjin from Serious Sexton's Liquid Metal had uh, had to say in that because. Uh, He's a huge supporter of uh, Battlecross and and all things metal, and uh, I know that he's uh, kind of buddies with James Hetfield of Metallica. So, right. um, I think maybe he kind of put a little bug in his ear uh, way back when a little bit to uh, to check us out. So, I think that maybe had a li- little bit to do with it. Um, just getting you know Metallica maybe familiar with their name, uh, right. you know that that goes a long way. So, uh, and combined with that, and just you know the label and our managers and our team, you know, just kind of making some, some good connections and stuff like that. And just getting, you know, the Orion family familiar with the name, uh, I think really helped out in, in them uh, deciding to have us on it. So cool. cool. Yeah, and uh, I mean, playing the... the fest was awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, have, have you seen any videos or did you go or did you check it out? Cause it was, it was really awesome, dude. Orion was, was a bomb. And if anyone ever has a chance to go, if you have the chance to go next year or, or whatever, I'd definitely go because it was it was fantastic. So yeah, I definitely would like to check it out one year. I didn't get to go this year, but I did get to see a lot of the videos. Um, and uh, it looks like it's a it's a great time. Um, you guys are doing Mayhem Festival this summer. Um, again, another big tour. You guys did the Trespass Across America tour last summer, and this one's infinitely bigger. Um, what are you guys most looking forward to about Mayhem? Um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, just being out there again, man. Um, last summer was a great experience, and and I'm looking forward to to taking the next step, and I guess just doing something a little more broader. As, as Mayhem is, is a little more. Uh, there's a wider range of uh, bands. Is, there's more going on, and um, and it's always like that that tour that comes through that you like want to go check out. So I know right. it's going to be a big deal, and and we're very happy to be a part of it. And uh, I think we play on the Yeager stage. Uh, we're second. Um, right after Huntress and before the Butcher Babies, so um, that'll be kind of cool, you know, just being kind of sandwiched in between those bands and having, you know, some new uh, some newer metal coming out, you know, on that stage is going to be sweet. So yeah, we're happy to be a part of like maybe this new wave or whatever it's coming out, you know, just being exposed to all these people. So yeah, you guys have been classified as like blue collar heavy metal. How did you guys you know, come up with that classification? Um, I mean. Actually, that was a friend of ours uh, just kind of said that, and we're like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? And, uh, like, uh, our management kind of ran with it a little bit, and we're like, all right, you know, that's cool. You know, we're, we're all, you know, basically blue-collar dudes, you know? Um, right. And, you know, it, it represents what it, it's kind of like, I guess, a metaphor, just that representation of, you know, hard work and, you know, attitude that uh, we have with the band. Um, that's that's basically what it is. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, 
think whatever you want. Think whatever kind of uh, genre you think we are or whatever. Uh, we're, we're metal, though, dude, and primarily thrash, so it's that's all definitely, metal, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just all metal, dude. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, if people want to say, hey, you know, the blue car thrash, you know, that's cool. If they want to say we're something else, you know, that's cool, too. So I'm just glad that people are checking us out, so. Yeah, you guys have been getting a lot of airplay from, you know, uh, Sirius Metal and Satellite Radio and stuff, and, uh, um, you know, I, I heard you, hear you on there all the time. Like I said, the first album was one of my favorite albums of 2010, and looking forward to uh, releasing the second album, um, which uh, comes out July 9th, entitled War and Will. Um, I actually got to hear a preview copy of it, like I got to say. It, it definitely kicks ass. Um, Thanks, man. Thank you. Can you... Uh, talk a little bit about writing the album yeah um well uh there's a couple songs on there that are a little older um around the time that we had um we recorded uh gumby's vocals for pursuit of honor we actually had uh two of the songs written that that we decided just to hold on to them until uh we uh did our second album so uh, but besides that the rest of the songs are really new they're really uh fresh um they've mostly been written since um the summer, last summer, so they're, they're. Uh, I mean, it's not like we really rushed in writing them, but I mean, we definitely crammed uh, a few of the songs within the last. Uh, I'd say all in January before we we left on tour with In Flames, and then immediately right. went to the studio. So it was just like, man, we got to write a few more songs, guys, you know. And then, <laughs> but it, those songs really came out really cool. They're definitely, uh, you know, they got a good raw feel to them. So. Um, which I th- I think really balances out the record because it's kind of like it it gets raw right off the bat and then it kind of mm-hmm. then it gets a little more you know in depth and then it, and then it kind of full circle back around again so uh, I hope you know people dig it but it's got a real wide range of of what we are on there but you know it is all metal you know there is no pussy fun around on this album so no no it's you know, it's you know all the songs you know one right after another in your face there's you know lots of cool little intricate interludes and stuff in the songs that you know come out of nowhere and and, and work well with the song and, and i think uh, i think it's a, it's a great album um were you guys worried at all about the soft the, you know the dreaded sophomore slump um no i mean uh i mean we knew going in you know that we definitely had to try to I guess outdo the first album, but I mean, we kind of knew that what we what we want to do is just write where we are now and keep pushing. So, right, we didn't really walk in with the intention of like making Pursuit of Honor Part Two. You know, it was just like you know, let's just you know, just write what we feel and and have it be its own thing and each song stand on its own too. So, I mean, there that was really the all we had in mind. You know. But there is pressure, you know, there is pressure to kind of, I guess, from the outside, kind of outdo it. But, I mean, we didn't really look at it like that as we were writing. So. Right, right. Is there any uh, songs on there that you're particularly proud of? Uh, I mean, I'm proud of the whole album, but I guess if right. I pick on one, um, I'd, let's go with uh, let's go to the, with uh, The Will to Overcome. I'm going to pick on that one because uh, okay. that was a song that... Um, at the time when I was writing some of the other stuff, it was more like, I guess, really metal, but kind of more well-rounded with, you know, the melodies and stuff like that. And then I just got to the point where I just get really wanted to write something pissed. And uh, that's right. where that song came from musically. And, and then Gumby's uh, lyrics really emphasize like, 
a really pissed feel, you know, it's, it's got a really cool subject matter to it that I can, that I kind of, I really feel and relate to. Um, so it's just kind of, it's one of those songs that's later on that, on the album. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it's track eight and, uh, but Great. it's really just, it's just, just a really pissed song and I just really love it. So, uh, for anybody out there who wants to check out something really pissed on the new album and listen to that song and listen to beast. So yeah. they're, they're really mad. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the whole album, the whole album is great. It's in your face. And like I said, I've been, I, I've been got to advance coffee and listening to it and, uh, you know, Tupelo, my wife, tired of hearing it all the time, but my six-year-old son <laughs> loves it. Um, that's great. So, but, um, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a great album. I uh, can't wait for it to, to drop. Um, after May, have you guys got anything coming up? Uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing the barbecue um, in okay. Richmond on August 17th. And that's going to be really sick. Uh, we're all Guar fans, so... Right. Um, there's other really awesome bands on there, CSC, Municipal Waste, uh, Big Destroyer, a few others. And then yeah. uh, then I know we got something else in the fall, but I can't say what it is yet. So. Cool, cool, cool. You guys have any off-dates during the Mayhem Festival that you'll be playing, or is it just all going to strictly be on the, on the festival? Yeah, there's a few um, There's a few off-dates. I'm not sure how many uh, in particular, um, there's, uh, you know, there's one to get there and then there's a few in the middle and then there's a few more to get home. So we'll have a few right. little, little headliners in there somewhere. So those would be pretty cool shows. So, cool. well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, so I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there on the road. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate that, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll definitely be seeing you here uh, near Pittsburgh July 12th and then the album drops July 9th. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, thanks. Queens of the Stone Age are back. On tour in support of their new album, Like Clockwork. Available for pre-order now. Queens of the Stone Age. Gates open at 6.30 Saturday, September 14th at Stage AE Outdoors. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster. Brought to you by Promo West, North Shore, and Coors Light. All right, a big thanks to Tony from Battlecross for joining us on the show again. They will be, as all our guests are, at the Rockstar Energy Mayhem Festival. Next up, we have uh, from Rob Zombie's band, Piggy D. Uh, Piggy D, a very, very uh, talented individual. has got a lot of different things going on. His career uh, reminds me a little bit of DJ Ashbaugh. He's got... uh, you know a lot of different artistic endeavors uh, beyond just music uh, so his website is really worth checking out uh, you just google piggy space the letter d you can get all the information on him uh, some really cool things in his store as we talk about in the interview uh, if you've never seen rob zombie before which i had not until 2012 caught them when they were on tour with megadeth and honestly went to see megadeth uh, and it was really floored by rob zombie uh, live. I'd always enjoyed his music, just never really thought much about uh, what he'd be like to see live, and then wham, hits you in the face like a ton of bricks. So uh, if you're going out to the show, don't uh, be one of those jagoffs who hits the Parkway West a little too early to beat traffic. Stick around and catch Rob Zombie and Piggy D uh, and John Five, um, who was just a lights-out guitar player. So we play a little bit of American, we're an American band from uh, Rob's new album, 
cover song we talk about in the interview. So check out a little snippet of that when I talk to Piggy D. just dropped a, a massive bomb on the record industry with Venomous Rat Regeneration Vendor. Uh, first question, where did you guys come up with the title for the album? You know, I think that fell out of Rob's brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. To be okay. honest with you, beyond that, he, he's, a, he's a master of words. Yeah. And, uh, there's some there is some significance behind it, and he's not not let us not let in on what exactly it is. You're on a need to know, and you don't need to know in that case, certainly. Um, can you talk a little bit yeah. about how you guys approach this album? Obviously, you're working with one of the, you know, as you mentioned, a mastermind of both lyrics and showmanship, and you're working with one of the most amazing guitarists on the planet. Um how, how do you guys kind of write? I mean, what is the process? Rob obviously has a motion picture in the process, and you know, what's the? Do you guys all get together and bang these out, or? We do. Everybody, everybody kind of submits, you know, pieces of things. Sometimes they're full, fully fleshed out ideas, um, and then it just kind of goes through. It goes through the the the, the insane coffee filter that is Rob's brain mm -hmm. you know like we were talking about it the other day like sometimes when it's uh, you know we can we can all get in a room and play a song you know a verse a chorus a bridge and put, track it live track it in order and then by the time we hear it it's a completely different thing the parts have been completely rearranged um, the pieces have been moved around you know and it makes total sense where yeah. you get, you know, what I like to call demoitis, where you listen to a song so many times that when you stray from it, it automatically sounds weird or it sounds wrong. Yeah. But sometimes when it goes through either a producer's filter or, in this case, Rob's filter, it, it becomes this different thing. It becomes this organic entity that kind of takes on a different life. So yeah. just because something sounds 
you know, amazing a certain way on a Tuesday doesn't mean it's going to be like that on Thursday. Yeah, I, that was one of the questions. I mean, when you when you do these songs live, you know, it's just you and, and John and Ginger in a room kind of playing the music. Um, obviously, the, these songs have a, a tremendous amount of percussion, or I mean production. Um, do you guys do these to, like, um, Pro Tools? And then he just kind of goes back and, and works some wizardry uh, on the computer to come up with these, or do you guys work with like sequencers and things like that when you're doing these? I mean, a lot of it is a lot of it is editing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's that's one of the great things about one of the many things great things about Pro Tools is that you can you can take a song and then the verse becomes the chorus and the chorus becomes the verse and then sure. the bridge, the intro, and it's you know that's the great thing about having that that disposable um uh, you know tool there mm-hmm. whereas whereas back in the day when you were dealing with tape it was a nightmare um so you know it's it's great and then you're able to move the parts around and, and make sure that the the flow and you know the wave of the song kind of has a peak and a valley and mm-hmm. um you know it's pro tools is definitely especially for anybody who's doing anything creative musically that's your best friend yeah, I mean, when you listen to, you know, Rob's music to me has always is kind of lend itself to, um, you know, a Pro Tools or whatever tool of production is almost as important as some of the instruments in this. You know, you know, I think of that like Nine Inch Nails. You know, there's a lot of, of work that goes into the production end as opposed to just, you know, four musicians playing, the mu- you know, music on analog instruments. Um, no, it, it's, it's a different, it's a different, it's, you know, for some bands, it's probably like that. Some bands, they track a song, and that's exactly the way it stays. And mm-hmm. some stuff does stay like that. Yeah. You know, not every not everything gets chopped up and edited, but but having that, the Pro Tools is really the fifth member of the band. He's yeah. the fifth Beatle. Um, you know, and you can, he's, you know, and Trent, to your point about Nine Inch Nails, Trent is really good about incorporating um Pro Tools into the band and into a way to where it it's it doesn't detract anything from the performances that anybody gave. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times, what happens too is once you chop up a song and you edit it, the song gets replayed mm-hmm. with that new order. Yeah. Which is especially with my parts. That's you know what I ended up doing was 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 retracking the bass with the new edits and the new moves. So it it. it so then, then it's then it's a song, you know what I mean? Then it absolutely. Then you can play it all the way through, and everybody's everybody knows the parts, and it's you know A to B and whatever. Now, um, the the decision to cover uh, Graham Funk, who who was who came up with that idea? Because that that came out phenomenal. Yeah, it turned out really good. He wanted to do that song. He talked about it for a while. Um. There's, we've done cover songs before. We've recorded a couple of them that, mm-hmm. that weren't released, and he's done them. Obviously, with, he did them with White Zombie, I think, too. And and um, you know, he's done. He's always done cover songs, but mm-hmm. finding a song that kind of fits the vibe of the band. Yeah, that became that became a really short list. There's a million cover songs that you could do, but finding the one that actually represents the band. Yeah, you know, that list got way, way shorter. And yeah, that's the best candidate. Yeah, I think the the one thing that was kind of cool about this, I think a lot of times you know you have to take two approaches to cover songs. You either try to do it as authentic 
to the original, which obviously wasn't where you guys were going, or make it your own. And you guys really, really made it your own. You know, it doesn't sound like, you know, an oddball 12th track on this album, you know. It really, really fit right in with the preceding, you know, White Trash Freaks, you know, song. So it had a nice flow, but it was still kind of cool to hear a gem like that done in such a different way. And he changed the lyrics, too. And yeah. You referenced Carrie King. Carrie King, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So it, it, it really is. It's, 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 this, 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 it's not a pose. You know, it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, now, obviously, one of the things that, uh, you know, I have to admit, I, I was floored uh, a year ago when I had an opportunity to see you guys live uh, on your tour with Megadeth. I had never seen Rob live before, and my jaw just dropped when you guys hit the stage. Um, doing the Mayhem, obviously, where you have a, you know, a smaller time window than maybe you would on a traditional headlining tour, and obviously there's 10,000 other bands with gear. Are you guys still able to take it as full on? Um, to your knowledge with the Mayhem Festival? It's actually bigger. Oh, my. <laughs> That's going to be something. It's actually, yeah, it's, it's, it made it, you know, we have the restriction of, I think it was set at 70 minutes. Okay. Um, which was actually the same, I think the same amount of time that we had on the last Mayhem tour. A, yeah. But, but it's, you know, it, it really... It, there's no restrictions. There's no restrictions from a production standpoint. In fact, it actually works in our favor because they're they're more than willing for us to bring everything we possibly can that would fit on a stage. And um, you know, we even on the Megadeth tour, we ran into issues where, like, you know, Lumpy, one of our robots, you know, wouldn't fit in the door sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so mayhem, mayhem's. You know, the the venues are all. Huge. Kind of built yeah. for what we're doing, yeah. So it, you know, production the production's just going to be ridiculous. Yeah, that will be great to see you guys. And um, do you know what what the um, the fall holds for you guys, or are you just kind of kind of take it after Mayhem and see where it goes? I, I seems like you guys team up with Alice Cooper pretty regularly. Any plans for the fall? There is some. There's something happening, but I don't know what it is. Um, I'm not even sure that anybody knows at this point, but we're definitely doing something. Okay. And, uh, I'm willing to bet it'll be pretty cool. Pretty massive. <laughs> yeah, I would say for folks who haven't had the chance, and like I, I have, I have listened to Rob since the, if I remember being in a radio station, getting the first White Zombie album, in, and uh, just had for one reason or another never seen him live, and to come out and see what you guys do on stage was like, you know. Bigger than Kiss, almost in a lot of respects, you know. So it was really awesome. No, it definitely, it definitely is. We definitely have a lot more, a lot more props and uh, costume changes, and <laughs> you know, the the mask that you were wearing with the, with a Megadeth was that insanely hot to wear that outfit on stage. I, I did wonder because it was a very hot night when you were in Pittsburgh with that outfit. It was actually. Um, yeah, it's 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 not um it's not easy. I, I I actually we had somebody from Lady Gaga's crew on our crew at one point and they counted my costume changes and said that I actually had one more than Lady Gaga, which <laughs> I was pretty excited about. Yeah. Um so yeah, but you know what? It's it's all it's all it's entertainment and um the one thing I, I can't stand 
especially with, with bigger bands, it's like when you, especially when you're paying so much money for a ticket these days, and you're, you know, going to a show is an expensive night out. You got a babysitter, you got, you know, you got beer, you got parking, you got hot dogs, t-shirts, the whole thing. Like, you want to, you want to see something that you're not going to see every day. You know, and if I can come up with some crazy outfits or some crazy masks or whatever, you know, to to just add another little dimension on my side of the stage to the performance, then I'm willing to do that just to give give people something to look at and laugh at, point at, whatever. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to walk away from one of your sets wondering what to look at. You know, it's just <laughs> what not to look at. The whole whole stage is just alive a with visual stuff that was really cool. Uh, for those um, interested, your website, piggy-d.com, um, these really cool rag dolls. Can you talk uh, about um, kind of what, what were those about? Kind of a voodoo doll looking thing? Yeah, I'm always trying to find interesting um, interesting merch items, and I, I found a girl, a local girl here who makes those things by hand, hand paints them, hand sews them, everything's by hand, and it's a, a long process for her but we did a limited edition of those um and people seem to really like them so i'm always looking for interesting yeah interesting that's a cool product awesome like that's, limited edition thing all right you can get that at uh piggy dash d piggy i want to thank you for coming on the show uh, again you're going to be coming through town in july with mayhem which uh will be ramping up pretty soon and that'll take you guys through august uh, and then we'll look forward to what you guys have going on beyond that. And I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Hey, well, thanks for having me. We're looking forward to it. I, I love that city, so it's going to be a great Have you ever listened to an album and thought to yourself, man, I could do so much better than that? Well, here's your chance. My name is Sue, and I've decided to write my next album live and online at RageAndApathy.com. So come on over, leave me a comment, and tell me what you think about the album and where you think it should go. And as a bonus for you Iron City Rockers out there, I will give you an exclusive copy of the first song as soon as I get it finished. So stop on over to RagingApathy.com and join my madness. All right, again, big thanks to Piggy D of Rob Zombie's band. Also, Muir, Battlecross, City in the Sea, all the bands that have uh, graced our show. Uh, as you heard at the top of the show, we played kind of a bunch of tags from different artists that have been on the show. We've had a Monomarth, Machine Head, Children of Bodom. Um, you know, the list kind of goes on. So we've had so many of the bands that have been on the uh, lineup this year. It was great to see. There's some great new bands out there, bands like the Butcher Babies and, and, and things like that, that I think everyone's going to be excited to see. So if you're going out there, again, it's the 12th in Burgettstown, Pennsylvania. Go to the Mayhem Festival's website. Check it where it's playing in your town. Uh, it's really a, a really cool day. If you're a fan of a couple of the bands in the lineup, you know, you're know you certainly getting your money's worth. Um, they've got really great ticket prices. Uh, they're doing some specials on beer. Uh, I know in years past they've made water free. Uh, which is a great thing. Uh, you've got to kind of remember the essentials when you're headed out there. You know, keep in mind that alcohol dehydrates, water does not, sunscreen's never a bad idea, and a poncho probably isn't a bad one either. Uh, you know, be safe. Keep the elbows out of your uh, metal brother's faces when you're uh, slamming around in the pits and have fun. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Uh, it's it's become kind of a, an annual thing. Uh, and a rite of passage for any metalhead to check out a Mayhem Festival. So check that out. Also, check us out online, ironcityrocks.com. 
Facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks and Twitter.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. Love to hear from you. Iron City Rocks at gmail.com. You can email us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you love. Let us know what sucked. We'd love to hear it all. Also, be sure to check out ironcityrocks.com in the days after the Mayhem Festival as we will most assuredly be having photographs from most of the bands up on our website. Feel free to, uh, you know, put them on your Facebook pages if you want to so you don't have to bother taking your camera. Let us take ours and you can enjoy our photos. Tag yourself, tag your friends, have a good time with them. We take the photos for you. Uh, we try to do that quite a bit with with shows uh, when we can. We have a great pictorial up that Sean did on Alice Cooper uh, who was in Pittsburgh recently. Um, you know, leave your camera at home. Don't worry about it. Don't take your crappy cell phone camera pictures and let us do it for you. So, all right. want to thank you again. We hope you have a great time with the show this year. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure we'll be asking you on Facebook and stuff like that what you all thought of the show after it is over. Uh, don't be afraid to email us during the show, ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Send us your pics. Send us a picture of you and your buds in the pregame uh, party of your own out front in the parking lot. Have a good time. Be safe. We want to hear you back for episode 207. Take care.